Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, hey, welcome to Calvary Live on this beautiful Colorado Tuesday afternoon. It is a pleasure to be with you. My name is Cody King, and I'm your host today to take your questions and your prayer requests. I want to welcome all of our listeners on Grace FM here in the Metro Denver area and all up and down the Front Range. It is truly a privilege to be with you today. I also want to welcome our listeners that are on the East Coast listening in on Hope FM and Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Maryland. Welcome. It's awesome to have you with us today. Also, Truth FM in Tennessee, North Carolina, and Kentucky. Uh, It is so awesome that we are able to connect with you uh, from this uh, great city of Denver, reaching out to the East Coast as well, uh, being able to spend some time with you this afternoon. Hey, just by way of reminder, for those of you on the East Coast, if you're listening uh, and you're hearing this broadcast, then you're hearing it on a one-week delay. And so I just want to remind you that you can definitely call in. We'd love to hear from you. You can send text messages in. Uh, We'd love to be able to talk to you uh, and to be able to answer your questions, to be able to pray with you, pray for you. Uh, But uh, just so that you know, it's going to be on a week delay. So um, you have the added privilege of being able to listen in next week and hear yourself on the radio uh, and just kind of re-hear that uh, that answer once again. Uh, but just know that uh, if you call in, then uh, you may not line up with the show exactly. Uh, or if you have a question about something that you hear on the show right now, uh, then you're going to call in and have somebody who's in the future. <laughs> uh, as well, just want to welcome all of our listeners online uh, through Grace FM uh, app, the Grace FM app, uh, and the online radio listening. Welcome. It's awesome to have you. I know that we have listeners all across the country as well as around the world. Uh, and so it's just a, a really cool thing that we're able to leverage technology this way for the kingdom of God and for the gospel of grace. Um, hey, my name is Cody King. Like I said at the top of the show, uh, I'm the lead pastor at Redemption Calvary. My family and I moved here about five years ago to the Metro Denver area uh, from Southern California to plant a church. Um, and by God's grace, he has done, he's done just that. We started as a, you know, a home Bible study and God by, by his grace has little by little grown that into uh, a fellowship. And we are, uh, in the North Metro area of Denver on the Northeast East side up by DIA. Uh, we're in the, the city of Commerce City. And actually, we're currently holding our Sunday morning services at the Holiday Inn in Brighton, a little bit north of Commerce City, uh, in the Prairie Center Shopping Center, uh, which is right you know, near where Target's at. So if you're, if you're from around here, you know where that's at. Uh, then, um, you know, if you, if you live up in that area, uh, then you know where that target center is and Home Depot and Chick-fil-A and all those kinds of things are up there. So, uh, that's kind of where we're located. There's a holiday Inn up there. We're holding services there, uh, for the time being and, uh, waiting for opportunity for us to be able to move into a school. And so when that's ready, we'll let everybody know about that as well. We have one Sunday morning service at 10 AM and I'd love to have you join us. So if you're hearing my voice and, uh, you're, you're wondering, should I go to church? The answer is yes. 
you should go to church, and I'd love to see you at our church. Uh, and so if you if you show up, then let me know that you heard us on the radio. I'd love to be able to make that connection with you. As well as, man, there are lots of great churches around the Metro Denver area. So get, get to church. You need to be a part of a fellowship. Uh, currently at Redemption, we are studying through the book of Malachi. Uh, yes, that is in the Bible. Uh, it's the very last book in the Old Testament, uh, one of the minor prophets. Uh, minor prophets, typically people, when they when they hear the word minor prophet, they equate it to baseball, and they think, you know, major league, minor league, why didn't this guy make the majors? Poor guy, uh, he's not a major prophet. That's not really how it works, but I understand that thought. Uh, that's exactly what I thought when I first heard that phrase. All it really means is the length of the book, that uh, the minor prophets tend to be shorter, the major prophets tend to be larger, even though Daniel uh, is considered a major prophet and he's got uh, fewer verses than the prophet right after him. So what are you figured out, if you know how it all works, you tell me. Uh, but uh, really, you know, that's, that's what's going on there. We're, we're studying through Malachi at Redemption. It's been an awesome, awesome study. We're, as we are looking at the book of Malachi, we're actually studying through it. Um, even though it only has four chapters, we're going to take seven weeks to look at it. And we're doing so because the structure of Malachi is really centered around six different disputes or arguments or this back and forth that God has with his people. And so there are these different kind of topical ideas that God's talking about with his people. And so we've been addressing each one of them every week. And uh, I'll have to say for me, it's been a powerful study for me personally. And I know from just talking with our church that there's a lot of people who are being blessed by it as a result. So uh, if you want to check us out here at Redemption Calvary, you can get uh, directions, uh, listen to messages, get more information about the church, all on our website. It's redemptioncalvary.org, redemptioncalvary.org. And uh, we'd love to be able to uh, to connect with you that way. Also, we have a radio program on Grace FM that airs uh, weeknights at 8 p.m. It's called Redemption Radio. Uh, so weeknights, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, 8 p.m., and Sunday mornings at 9.30 in the morning. And currently uh, in our radio program, we're going through the book of 1 Corinthians. Um, and so that's a, a really impactful, powerful study there as well. And then in the fall, uh, in September, we're actually going to be starting... Uh, the book of Daniel in our radio show. So it's going to be an awesome time for that. Hey, give me a call here on Calvary Live. Uh, again, my name's Cody King. I'm here to take your calls, uh, your prayer requests, answer your questions. You can give me a call at 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or you can also send in a text message at 720-336-0890. Seven. Hey, real quick, as I'm saying those numbers to y'all, I'll repeat them to you here in just a minute. Uh, but I want to encourage you, if you're a regular listener to the show, I would say, you know, create a contact in your phone and save these numbers. That way, if you happen to have a, a question that comes up, you don't have to fumble around and try to figure out what is that phone number. Or, you know, if we're in the middle of the show and we happen to be answering a question uh, or talking with somebody and you can't remember what the number is, uh, then you have it already uh, saved in your in your phone for you, ready to go. And you can just uh, push that little button that says Calvary Live in your phone and you can connect with us uh, and be able to uh, get some questions answered uh, and some prayer for different things. So those numbers, again, once again, the phone number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000, and the text number is 720-336-0897. Also on that text line, 
Nobody's going to answer the phone. So if you try to call in, you're not going to get to you're not going to get to reach anybody. It's purely for text messages. So make sure that you are uh, doing that. Hey, one of the things that I love that I'm really just passionate about um, is Bible teaching. I, I guess that that's a good thing since I'm a pastor. Uh, I uh, get really fired up about studying the Bible. I get really passionate about teaching the Bible, and I just love being able to do it. Um, my wife and I were actually talking not too long ago, and I, I was just expressing this love, this passion that I have for God's Word. And she goes, man, that's a good thing because you've got to do this for the rest of your life. So it's pretty it's a pretty good thing that you uh, you like doing it. Uh, but one of the things that I am really passionate about within the concept of Bible teaching is teaching the Bible correctly. Um, because the truth is there is a lot of bad Bible teaching out there. Now, there's also a lot of good Bible teaching out there, but there is there's even more bad Bible teaching out there. And some of it isn't in people who are intending to teach the Bible incorrectly. They just don't know what they're doing. And so they're trying and they're fumbling through it and end up doing things wrong. I know that's part of my story early on in my Bible teaching experience. And that's what has been a driving factor uh, for me to say, I want to do this right. I want to do a good job. And so as I've grown in my Bible study and my Bible teaching, uh, one of the things that I've uh, become passionate about is trying to help people who are um, a little bit younger in this than I am, uh, people who don't have as much experience as I do. And so I just want to do what I can to pass along some of that uh, information, some of that uh, um, stuff that I've learned, th either through you know stepping on the landmine myself or by being able to uh, connect with people and help them to grow in their their faith in their uh, Bible study and Bible teaching. And so something I've been able to get get to be a part of, something I've been able to connect to, is something called the Expositors Collective. Expositors is a kind of a big theology word. Um, really, it, it, the root word of it comes from the idea of exposing or exposition, which is when you come to the Bible, that's the only way to do it right. That, that what we want to do when we come to the Bible is we want to expose what it says. We don't want to do the opposite of that, which is to impose what I think it says or what I want it to say. And sadly, that's what happens with a lot of, of what people call Bible teaching, but I wouldn't even say it is Bible teaching, is it's, it's basically me trying to say what I want and what I think and what I want the Bible to say, and then I'm just trying to cherry pick some verses out or just sprinkle them throughout my talk in order to give a motivational speech or whatever, and then people are calling that Bible study. And you know what the thing is, is that all that that produces is, is Christians who are not fed properly. And when you don't take in good nutrition physically, it makes you weak, it makes you feeble, it makes you susceptible to disease. And so too it is spiritually. And so uh, I think that that's what uh, many people are suffering from within the body of Christ uh, in, in just this spiritual weakness, the spiritual disease uh, that's happening within people's lives where they just don't have freedom from sin. They don't have this confidence in their faith in Christ. And the truth is, the reality is, the reason they're having a problem like that, it, it really comes down to poor Bible teaching. They just don't know the Bible very well. And so the Expositors Collective is something that's designed around training up Bible teachers. Uh, it's a training weekend that happens over a Friday and a Saturday. And uh, um, it's designed targeting young adults, ages 18 to 34. Um, and it, what it does is it's an intensive training seminar uh, that incorporates um, practical 
um, uh, just use of, of, of talking through these ideas and preparing messages and going through different things about the value of expository teaching and preaching, how to put together an outline, actually delivering a message, those kinds of things. Uh, and the next training weekend is going to be happening in Howell, New Jersey, on September 20th through the 21st here in 2019. Um, and I'm really excited about what God's doing with this. And so um, if you happen to be on the East Coast near Hal, New Jersey, I'd love to see you at the Expositors Collective. Uh, I'd love to be able to connect with you to help grow you in your faith uh, with a team of other like-minded um, pastors and ministry leaders who would love to just invest in you and to help you to have the tools necessary to stand on solid ground saying, I know that I'm teaching the Bible faithfully and I'm doing it the best way that I can. Um, hey, maybe as you hear that and you hear me talk about people who are 18 to 34, that gets you a little bit um, uh, frustrated because you're outside of that age range and you think, man, I want this information. I'd love to grow in my faith as well. Hey, there's something for you as well. The Expositors Collective actually has a podcast. And so go to whatever you know store, app store that you have or podcast uh, store that you have um, and uh, find that podcast. So get, get in your podcast app and find the podcast for the Expositors Collective. And you can listen in on all of the different uh, training seminars that we have, all of the different modules, as well as some really impactful interviews that are done with other uh, pastors, ministry leaders, Bible teachers, theologians. Um, and it'll be a great equipping thing for you. So uh, Expositors Collective is coming up on uh, September 21st. 20th and 21st in Howell, New Jersey. I'd love to see you there. Hey again, my name's Cody King. I'm here uh, taking your calls, answering your questions, and taking your prayer requests. Give me a call at 303-690-3000 or send me a text message at 720-336-0897. Uh, right now, let's go to line one and Carla in Colorado Springs. Carla, you're on Calvary Live. Hi. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing great. Hey, I just wanted to call and ask for prayers for my daughter. She's 14. She starts high school tomorrow. And she's very nervous and scared of the unknown. So I ask to pray for her that this will be a good year, that she will get to, um, to meet great friends, uh, friends that will be a good good friend for her, like a good, um, not the one that, you know, takes her to do troubles, but the one yeah. that will be a good influence on her. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I know exactly how you feel in, in thinking about that. I have a couple of high school kids myself. Uh, and so it's a, a big responsibility. It's kind of stressful as a parent to begin to turn your children over to their own decisions. And especially as they're transitioning out of middle school, coming into high school, it's just a big step. And so uh, yeah. I understand that she would be, she'd be nervous about that. Do you mind sharing her name? Yeah, her name is Laura. Laura. Okay, let's pray for her. Father, we want to bring Laura to you right now and ask that you would encourage her. We pray that you would uh, bless her with your Holy Spirit's present, presence yeah. uh, and that, God, you would lead and direct her path. God, we know that your word tells us that you are our ever-present help in time of need. Your word tells us that if we lack wisdom, we should ask for it from you and that you would pour it out upon us liberally and without reproach. We know that your word tells us that you are 
the, the strong tower that we run into, that you are our shield, that you are our buckler, that you are the rock of our salvation. And so, Lord, I want to bring Laura before you and ask that you would strengthen, encourage her, that, uh, God, you would give her the ability to step forward in faith, uh, to be able to um, just be uh, a light in a dark place, that you would use her uh, as a vessel for your glory and for your purposes. And toward that end, Lord, we pray that you would protect her, uh, that you would help her to make good choices and wise decisions, especially when it comes to the kinds of people she'll be around and allow into her life as an influence. Um, Lord, we pray that you would make her strong in you and that instead of being influenced, that she would be the influencer uh, and that you would give her wisdom on the kinds of people she just needs to remove herself from and to step away from and uh, to, uh, to guard herself against. Lord, I also want to pray for Carla as she's just thinking upon this with her daughter and wondering about all of these decisions she's going to make. And I know as a, a parent of high schoolers that this is just a different time of life. And God, we, there's a lot of things that we can't control with our kids anymore. And a lot of it's where they've got to make their own decisions. But I just pray that you would help Carla to understand the right place and the right time of when to insert herself into these situations and that she would be able to have your wisdom your words, your strength, and your power to continue to raise Laura in the ways of the Lord. So God bless uh, this family, we pray, and watch over them, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you Amen. so much. I hey, appreciate you guys. And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Thanks for calling in. great and blessed the rest of your day. Thank you so much. Amen. Hey, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Carla, I hope you're still listening. One of the things I wanted to um, to just kind of think as I was praying, one of the thoughts that came to my mind, I just want to encourage you with, and maybe for those parents out there, you've got some high school kids um, and you're wondering what to do with them. You know, uh, how, do I, how do I transition some of this stuff with them and how do I lead them in the right way, in the way everlasting as the scriptures tell us to? Um, you know, I think a lot in terms of sports analogies. Maybe it's just because I like sports, but that's just the way that I think. And so uh, when I think about this, um, one of the things I think about is, you know, just think about any football game or basketball game that you've watched. And um, really what happens is that a lot of games, they're won or lost in the fourth quarter. You can be winning the entire game. You can be crushing your opponent for the entire game and still lose in the fourth quarter. So parents, I just want to encourage you with this thought. If you have kids that are in that, um, that range where they're in high school and they're, you know, maybe they're transitioning out of middle school or you're on the other side of that where you got some kids transitioning into young adulthood and they're really starting to go out on their own and you're just kind of wondering how much should I push on some of these things? Well, I just want to encourage you with this thought that games are won or lost in the fourth quarter. So don't give up. Right now is when you press harder. Not, right now is where you don't take the, the, your foot off the gas. Right now is when you, you put the pedal down and, and you press in even, even harder. Because really, your kids need you to fight for them. Not fight with them, fight for them. So ask God to give you wisdom on how to do that. And he will absolutely uh, give you that kind of wisdom. Um, hey, let's go to the uh, text lines. Uh, we've got a text message uh, coming in here. It says this, how do I know what God's will is for my life when I'm faced with two really good work options? Neither one would be against God's word or sinful, but how do I know which is the best God wants for me? That is such a great question. Um, I think that this, this is probably where most of the questions that we have um, come into our lives that are the most difficult ones to answer. Um, it, it, you know, I love when I have questions to face 
and it's you know one answer one option is sinful and one option is not because then it makes it really clear really easy i just get to make a decision don't do the sinful one uh, but when you have two options two really good work options what do you do in those situations how do you make those decisions uh, when i think about this i actually think about my own life uh in a, a situation that i had very early on in ministry when i had uh early in my my 20s uh, i just gotten recently married and um Actually, I was engaged and I was considering uh, what, what job am I going to take in order to provide for my family and the course of, you know, the rest of, of my life and career options and all those kinds of things. I had just gotten done with Bible college and uh, was trying to decide what do I want to do? Well, uh, as I had finished up with Bible college, I had two different options. One of them was a youth pastor position um, in a church in my home state of Arizona and the other one was a uh, the option to uh, work for a civil engineer um, and doing um, land survey. Um, and you know, for me, I was really confused by this because, like your text message says, they're both good options. They're both there's nothing sinful or wrong or ungodly about either of them. But I was confused by this situation because I'd gone to Bible college for the purpose of ministry, not engineering. And so, you know, I'm, I'm wrestling over this, trying to figure out what to do. And I really sensed that the Holy Spirit was leading me toward this engineering position, which then, you know, made me even more frustrating, uh, frustrated because, uh, you know, I'm thinking, why didn't I go to school for civil engineering instead of, you know, Bible college to learn how to, how to teach and preach the Bible? Um, and it just didn't make sense to me in, in the moment. But as I went forward in my life, uh, the Lord actually used that training multiple times to help me plant a couple of different churches. Uh, and so it's just a, a really cool thing that God's able to do with those kinds of things. But in that, here's, here's what I would say. Uh, when I think about your question, the place that I go to scripturally is John chapter 10. That, that's where my mind goes, John chapter 10. How do I make this choice? How do I make this decision? And here's what I would say. Here's the big thing that I think is important for you to grasp. In John 10, 1, Jesus is speaking, and he says this, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber, but he who enters the door uh, by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. And he, when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Yet they will by, by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Then it says in verse 6, Jesus used this illustration, but they did not understand the things which he spoke to them. So what we have here is in John chapter 10, verses 1 through 5, an illustration. And then John chapter uh, 10, verse 6 says it was an illustration. And so Jesus was uh, speaking in this sort of, not, not a parable, but just a, a simile or a, a, some sort of um, uh, metaphor of uh, illustration. And so the illustration essentially is this. Jesus is the shepherd and we are his sheep. That's the illustration. Not too hard to grasp, not too hard to understand as far as that goes. But I think that there's something really important that he says in this. Uh, and it's important for us to grasp. It says there um, in verse 4, it says uh, at the end, and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. If there's anything that I could encourage you with, if there's any thought that I could try to bring to the forefront of your mind as you're trying to make this decision about these two different options, it would be 
you know the voice of God. If you're a Christian, if you are saved, if you've committed your life to Jesus and you've received the salvation that he supplies by his blood, then you are in Christ, not in the world. The reality of that is that the Holy Spirit is living within you. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, we're told that we have the mind of Christ because the Holy Spirit lives within us. Here in John 10, Jesus says, I am directing your path. I am leading you. You've just got to trust me and listen to my voice. So so here's what I would say. The reason that we're in these situations, and I, I don't think this is going to be the last time you're in a situation like this, where you've got two good choices. It may not necessarily be with work. It's going to be some other other situation, other thing. But you've got choices, and, and maybe it's more than two. Maybe it's four or five. And none of them are wrong. None of them are, none of them are bad. None of them are, are evil or somehow intrinsically uh, wicked or, or wrong. But you've got to make a choice. Um, there, there's two big things that I go to when I think about this. Number one is actually spend time in prayer listening for the voice of God with the kind of faith that says, I'm expecting him to speak to me and that, that he will. He's going to direct your path. The second thing that I would say is that um, in this, when there are two choices and none of them are bad, let, let's just play worst case scenario. What if you do the one that he didn't want you to do? What, what if? Well, the worst thing that could happen is he just redirects your path. So I think that in this, I hope what I'm, what I'm saying to you and what you're grasping in this is, is that it's taking some of the pressure off, that, that you, can, you can make a, a decision in faith and be able to say, God, I'm, I'm going to choose this way uh, using the wisdom that you've given me, the mind that you've given me. Uh, you know, I'm going to weigh out the scenario. What, what makes the most sense? What, uh, what seems to, uh, to be the one that is going to be the most beneficial for me and my family? Um, and, uh, and as you make the decision, God is going to direct your path. Um, and, you know, he may direct your path to, toward a way that you did, it, it doesn't make the most sense to you in your human intellect. But he is going to direct your path. And even if you go the way that he doesn't want you to go, as long as it's not a sinful, rebellious defiance to him, just rest assured that he's going to, he's going to redirect it. Worst case scenario, you just take a detour for a little bit and he gets you back on the path that he had intended for you previously. So I hope that helps you. Uh, I just pray that the Lord would lead and direct your path and that you would be able to sense his presence and his leading in your life. Um, hey again, my name is Cody King, and I'm uh, the lead pastor at Redemption Calvary here taking your calls on Calvary Live. I'd love to be able to hear from you. You can give me a call at 303-690-3000 or send in a text message at 720-336-0897. We're coming close to the break, but I'm going to see if I can answer another text message here real quick. Um, it says this, is... The Antichrist, a person or just a symbol for man's government? That's a really good question because um, the uh, when, when you think about the Antichrist and you think about Revelation, there are a lot of things within Revelation that are symbolic. Um, and so understanding what's a symbol and what's not a symbol is really um, important. What I would direct you to is first, uh, actually 2 Thessalonians um, let me turn there real quick. Second uh, Thessalonians and chapter two, um, it says this. Um, it says, let's see, uh, verse seven. 
For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work, and only he who restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. Speaking of the Holy Spirit, in verse 8, it says, And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. Right there in verse 8, it speaks of the lawless one with a pronoun, whom. So uh, that is speaking to a person, not to a government or an ideal, uh, speaking more to somebody. So I would say uh, the scripture teaches that the Antichrist is an actual person, not a symbol or some government system or things like that. Uh, Babylon in Revelation would be the symbol for man's government, uh, and the Antichrist would be an actual an actual person uh, that would declare himself to be God. So I uh, hope that helps you with that. Um, hey, you're listening to Calvary Live. Thank you for uh, tuning in. It's awesome to be able to spend some time with you. Uh, we are going to be um, heading into the break here in just a few seconds, uh, but I am looking forward to seeing you on the other side. So hang with me. Uh, we'll be back in just a, a couple of minutes and we'll take some more calls and text messages. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, welcome to Calvary Live. My name is Cody King, and I'm your host today to take your questions and your prayer requests. I want to welcome all of our listeners on Grace FM up and down the front range here in the metro Denver area, as well as all the way down to Pueblo and up into Wyoming and even over into uh, areas of Nebraska, all those different places. It's awesome to be able to be with you. Also, I want to welcome all of our listeners on the East Coast. If you're listening in on Hope FM or Truth FM, then you can hear us in Pennsylvania and New Jersey and Maryland, also Tennessee, North Carolina, and Kentucky. It is so awesome to be able to be with you. Uh, remember, you're listening to this on a one-week delay if you're on the East Coast. And so uh, still call in, still send those text messages in. We'd love to hear from you and take your text messages and your calls. But remember, it's going to air uh, in a week from today. Also, I want to welcome all of our listeners online through uh, the, the Grace FM website as well as uh, the Grace FM app. Welcome. Uh, we would love to hear from you no matter where you are across the country and also around the world. So send us uh, your phone calls and your uh, text messages. My name is Cody King. I am the lead pastor at Redemption Calvary. Uh, we are currently holding Sunday morning services uh, in the Holiday Inn, which is located in Brighton near the Prairie Center Shopping Center. So we're on the northeast side of the Metro Denver area. And uh, we're in, in the Holiday Inn there. Uh, if you're from around uh, that's that part of town, the Commerce City, Brighton area, uh, then uh, you know where that's at, that's Prairie Center. You know where Target's at and Home Depot and those kinds of places. Uh, so we'd love to be able to see you in that Holiday Inn. We got sun, one Sunday morning service. We hold that at 10 a.m., and I'd love to have you join us. Uh, we're currently studying through the book of Malachi on Sunday mornings, and it has been a, a powerful, powerful study. So I just want to encourage you to, uh, to come out to church. We'd love to be able to connect with you. You can get directions, listen to messages, get some more information about the church all through our website, redemptioncalvary.com. 
Org. Also, you can listen in on our teaching through our radio program. It's called Redemption Radio. It airs right here on Grace FM weeknights at 8 p.m. and on Sunday mornings at 9.30 in the morning. Give me a call here in studio today at 303-690-3000, or you can also send in text messages at 720-336-0897. Uh, on one of our text lines, I, I got a text message that uh, says this, um, just as God places people in our life to help us grow as Christians, can Satan also place people in our life to make us fall? Um, this is uh, sort of a, uh, it's a good question. It's, it's sort of a, not really complicated, but it's got some layers to it, I think, uh, as I think about that. Well, one of the things that I think about in this is that, yes, the, the, the just the, the very, I don't know, basic answer is yes, but I would also sort of walk that back a little bit and say, not to the same degree. Whenever we think of God and Satan, um, we got to remember to not think of it with an Eastern thought of a yin-yang symbol. You know, that that circle with a white sort of fish-looking thing, chasing the black one, chasing the white one, and they're kind of going in a circle. That symbol represents this idea of the balance of good and evil. And that that's kind of the the whole thing of the cosmos, that it's all going to be balanced out. And so uh, that's where a lot of weird Eastern thoughts come from is, you know, we got to make sure that we don't do so much good that the evil's mad at us and we can't do too much evil so that the the good's mad at us. We kind of kind of balance all this out. Well, uh, the reality is that that's just not the way that it works. That's not... That's just not how it works, even physically. I mean, think about it like this for just a second. Uh, when you go into a dark room uh, tonight, when it's dark and the sun goes down, and you go into a room and you flip on the light switch, there is absolutely zero struggle. There's no fighting. There's no struggling. There's no. There's no issue. There's not a a battle being raged at that moment for light to overtake darkness. As soon as the light comes on, immediately the darkness leaves. Why? Because it has to. It has to leave. And so, um, so too, light is infinitely greater than darkness. In fact, darkness isn't even something in and of itself. It's just the absence of light. That's what darkness is. It's not something, it's the lack of something. And so while I would say, yes, um, Satan can place people into our lives in order to have this idea of trying to make us fall— it's not going to be to the same degree that God places people in your life to help you grow. Um, we're told in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, uh, verse 14, that Satan can appear as an angel of light. Uh, we're also told in Hebrews 13, 2, that uh, we can be entertaining angels unaware. And so it's even possible for um, you know Satan to not use people, but to even show up himself uh, you know, I, I doubt that any of us have really experienced Satan himself, but, you know, a demonic presence uh, masquerading as a person in order to direct our path some way. Yeah, it's it's totally possible for that to take place. Uh, and so that's where I think it's important for us to be um, wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Uh, we ask for God's discernment. We ask for his wisdom. And we, we're just filled with his presence, filled with uh, his words. So that way, when these kinds of situations come about, we can clearly see through them. We, we, we see right through what's going on and we can make good, wise decisions and, uh, and choices. So for that reason, that, that reason is one reason why I do something every single morning. Uh, it's one of the, the first things that I have as my waking thoughts is to, is to ask for the Holy Spirit to fill me. 
that, that I want one of my waking moments to be crying out to the Lord, asking for the Holy Spirit's presence in my life so that I might be able to walk in wisdom and do, uh, do a good job at representing the Lord. Hey, this is uh, Cody King. I'm here taking your calls and your prayer requests uh, on Calvary Live. Give me a call, 303-690-3000, or you can also send in a text message at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line one right now, and uh, Dwight is on the line from Aurora. Dwight, you're on Calvary Live. Hey, how you doing, Pastor? <clears throat> I'm doing well. How are you? Hey, uh, I'm blessed. I'm doing pretty awesome. good. Um I did have another question. I <clears throat> ran across it last night as I was reading the Bible, and I forgot what that was, but there was another one, thank God. The okay. other one was, where do you see uh, America in prophecy in the last days? Uh, some have said, real quick, that America is the Babylon. There's a spiritual Babylon, a financial Babylon, an economic Babylon. And okay. America is the economic Babylon. What do you think about that? I think it's a that's a good question. Um, you know, for for me personally, um, I am I'm not the biggest prophecy buff, so I might not be the best person to ask this question to, um, because I tend to think okay. in terms of you know just really practical kinds of things for our lives. But I, I you know I, I do obviously as I'm studying through the scriptures, I'm thinking about things in terms of prophecy and all those kinds of things. We actually at uh, Redemption Calvary, we just went through the book of Daniel recently, and so a lot of that has to to do with and ties into end times things and revelation right. actually, revelation and daniel are very intimately connected and so right. um you know as we as we look at that really you know what i see is that there's a i don't know what i would say like a silence that's there concerning america um and so really you know i hesitate to make any sort of speculations on that because i don't see anything that clearly says that this is america um, and so, you know, some people say, well, that means because there's nothing that clearly says it's America, that America's gone. Some people, like you mentioned, they, they make the, the statement to say, well, it's this, this Babylon is, is America. Um, you know, I, I really, I really hesitate to make a firm stance on all those kinds of things. And I really just, I'm, I'm more, uh, lean into the, uh, pan theology with this one. It's just all going to pan out in the end. <laughs> uh, <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty so good. I, I liked your analogy too on that light and dark and you're absolutely right. You know, because we come into the picture loaded with sin and it's, would be completely balanced if it wasn't that God erased all of that sin and gave us a Amen. clean slate. Absolutely. So, yeah, I think that's, that that's a, a really powerful thing for us to grasp. That was a really good analogy. Well, brother, God bless. I'm going to come out and see you. You said uh, uh, holiday, and I can just Google it, redemptioncalvary.org. Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep, and you'll find us there, and you'll be able to grab some directions uh, and be able okay. to connect with us. We are in the process of moving into a school sometime, I'm hopeful, over the next month or so. And so I would say okay. definitely check out the website because, you know, it could be that we moved and, and uh, if you show up oh. at the Holiday Inn, then they're going to go, nope, no church here. <laughs> I'll find you. God bless, brother. All right, Dwight, stay God strong, bless you. stay blessed. God bless Amen. you. Amen. All right. right on. Talk to you later. Talk to you. Yep. 
All right, you're listening to Calvary Live. My name's Cody King, and uh, just love to be able to talk with you, to uh, answer your questions, uh, and be able to, uh, you know, just uh, talk with you about things that you're thinking about. I love, Dwight, your thoughts there, and just trying to, you know, think through this stuff. Um, I don't mean to in any way make light and say I don't think about those things, um, or that they're not important. Um, I just... You know, I, I really hesitate to make uh, firm statements about things when I don't clearly see it in the Bible. You know, uh, there it really for me when I think about that, there are enough things in the Bible that I really understand well <laughs> to, to occupy my time and my effort and my energy. Uh, and so, you know, I file things in one of three categories: either I know definitely that it is true, or I know definitely that it is absolutely false. And the third category is. I'm waiting for more information. And, and, you know, concerning that idea of America and prophecy and where are we um, really, you know, for me, it's, it's in the category of waiting for more information. I don't feel like I have enough information when I look at the scriptures to be able to clearly say one way or another. Hey, so, something I love to just talk about and love to be able to participate in is uh, something that I'm passionate about, which is Bible teaching. And being able to do it well, to be able to know that you're confidently teaching the Bible well. And so something that I've been able to get involved with is is uh, something called the Expositors Collective. Um, it, it is centered around training up young Bible preachers and teachers ages 18 to 34 on how to teach the Bible well, to have the confidence to say that I know that when I'm opening the Bible and I'm reading it and teaching it, that I am standing on solid ground. Um, really, the, the name of it, Expositors Collective, comes from the, the idea of exposition or exposing. And when we, whenever we approach the Bible from some sort of Bible study, whether it's a topical study or a textual study or some sort of verse-by-verse -verse study, whatever it happens to be, the, the thing that matters the most in this is that we um, handle the scriptures in such a way that we are exposing what it says, not imposing our thoughts into what the Bible says. I think that one of the most important things that you need in your life uh, from a Bible teacher, when you go to church on Sundays or you're a part of a maybe a small group during the middle of the week or something like that, that you need a Bible teacher that is, who is going to open the Bible, read the Bible, and tell you what the Bible says. If there's some sort of magical thing that they do and you're you're not sure how they got that stuff and you're like, man, they are they're so amazing. How did they get those thoughts? They're probably not doing it right. Um, they you don't need man's thoughts. You need God's thoughts. And, and the only way that that's going to happen is if you open the Bible and you read it and you expose what the scriptures have to say. And so, really, this comes from one of two different thoughts. Either you can place yourself under the authority of the Bible. Or you can stand in authority over the Bible. And so at the Expositors Collective, what we're trying to do is help invest in this next generation of younger preachers and teachers and help invest in them so that they can have the tools necessary to have the confidence to say, I'm teaching the Bible well. Well, this next Expositors Collective training weekend is going to be happening in Howell, New Jersey in September on the 20th and 21st. So, hey, if you are on the East Coast in New Jersey, I want to see you at this Expositors Collective. You can go to expositorscollective.com to get more information. Check out the uh, line lineup of different uh, uh, topics that we'll be going through. Everything from inductive Bible studies, Christ-centered preaching, outlining your message, homiletics, 
preaching mentorships, finding your own voice, and lots more stuff will be covered over this training weekend. And one of the cool things about it that I love is that you get to be a part of like a, a cohort or a small group of about six people uh, and a mentor that will walk you through the weekend. It's going to be an awesome Awesome time, really powerful time. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, and hey, maybe you're thinking, I'd love to be able to do that, but I don't meet the age requirement. What about me? You know, what about me if I happen to be a little bit older uh, or maybe even a little bit younger and I'm, I'm interested in this stuff? I would, I would say that you should check out the Expositors Collective uh, 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 podcast. Uh, there's a podcast, so go to whatever device you listen to podcasts on and search for the Expositors Collective and you'll get all of the modules from the training weekend as well as some amazing interviews from different people uh, throughout uh, throughout the world, actually, you know, and all over the place to be able to get some amazing, amazing content. So check that out, ExpositorsCollective.com or the Expositors Collective uh, uh, podcast. Hey, let's go to the uh, text line again. Uh, let's see. Someone texts uh, in this question. I recently heard the two witnesses in Revelation associated with the two olive trees in Isaiah on uh, AOC Network. What do you think? Um, you know, I haven't really necessarily uh, connected those two things about the, the two olive trees uh, and the two witnesses. Um, uh, and so I, I don't really know that I have a whole lot of uh, commentary to say about that. Usually when people are talking about the two witnesses in Revelation, there's just a lot of speculation about who they are. And, you know, in, in terms of what we know biblically, you know, there's just, we, we just don't know who they are. Uh, some people try to, you know, put together the thoughts of, you know, there's this idea that they, you know, we have the, um, the everyone's appointed to die and there's a couple of people who haven't died in the way that we think of death, and that's Moses and Elijah, uh, and they represent uh, the law and the prophets, and so maybe they're the two witnesses. And, and really, you know, it's just a, a bunch of uh, a bunch of speculative ideas about what it is. Um, and so, you know, in terms of that, I think that what matters the most is that there are two witnesses, and that they are uh, preaching uh, essentially the idea of turning to the Lord in repentance, and that people just are not. So, sorry I wasn't able to be more help for you on that one. Uh, about the idea of revelation and the idea of uh, the the two witnesses, um, you can give me a call here on Calvary Live. The number is three zero three six nine zero three thousand, or you can also send in a text message at seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. I'd love to hear from you to be able to connect with you, uh, talk about the things that you're thinking about, and hopefully answer some questions for you about some different things. Um, also, I just encourage you, I, I did on the, the first part of the show, the first half of the show, I just want to encourage you, if you're a regular listener to uh, Calvary Live, I would, I would encourage you to take some time to just create a contact in your phone for Calvary Live whether it's the phone number or the text message number, uh, maybe even two different kinds of contacts in your phone. Um, and that way you're not, you know, as you're thinking about something, maybe we're talking about something and it sparks a question for you and you're like, hey, I want to call in. I've got something I want to talk through about that. Or, or you, you know, maybe you're reading your Bible that morning and you forgot about the show and then you happen to stumble across it and you want to call in. Uh, if you save the number, then you can just do it really easily. So here's the number once again. It's 303-690-3000. Or the text message is 
seven. Just by way of reminder, there's nobody answering that text message line. And so if you try to call it, uh, you won't reach anybody. It's purely for text messages. Uh, I got another text message here. It says, my prayer request might be silly, but please, I'm looking for a car and have been for a month now. I was in a head-on collision. My car was totaled. Uh, I've been renting a car at $40 a day and haven't worked for over a month. So that's really expensive. Um, and I thought I found the right car, but it turned out that uh, what the what they were sent me was uh, just trying to read through this. They said it was. I, I'm I'm not sure all the details here. So essentially, uh, you know, they need uh, this person needs to find a car. Uh, just don't know what to do or which way to turn. It's a hard situation that you find yourself in, and I'm I'm sorry that you're dealing with all of the the tension and the stress of you know not only have you been in an accident with which that's got enough trauma uh, associated with it on its own, but now. My car doesn't work, and I'm trying to figure out what to do and where to get a new car and renting one and just all of those expenses and all of the stress for that. And so uh, I'd just love to take a minute and pray for you. Uh, Also, I don't think your prayer request is silly. Um, I think that it's a really valid prayer request, and I'm honored to pray with you and to pray for you. So, Lord, we just want to lift up this person to you. Um, we, We don't know their name, but you do. You know exactly who this is, and we just want to pray that you would be near to them. That, um, Lord, you would uh, show yourself strong on their behalf. God, your word tells us in James, I think we even prayed this earlier today, but your word tells us in James that uh, if we lack wisdom, then we should ask you and you'll pour it out on us liberally. And so that's what I hear in this text message is, I just need your wisdom, Lord. I need to know where you're leading. I need to know your direction. And so, Father, I pray that you would lead and that you would provide and that you would give this person the wisdom to know how to make the right choices and the right decisions and uh, which way to turn. So God, uh, give them the courage and faith to follow you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, you're listening to Calvary Live, and it's uh, just such a privilege and honor to be able to be with you and to, to be able to talk to you and to uh, answer um, the, the, the different things that you're thinking about and talk with you about the stuff that's on your heart and your mind. Uh, we got another text message here. Uh, someone's asking for uh, prayer for Xavier. Uh, for healing and guidance for the doctors to find out what kind of sickness this kid has. Um, ask that we pray for him as well and his parents as they go through uh, this difficult time. So let's pray for Xavier. Lord, we want to lift up Xavier to you. And, and as um, he is going through some sort of medical issue, uh, maybe a sickness, uh, maybe an injury, we're not sure what it is. Uh, but we just want to pray that uh, Xavier would be held in your hands and uh, God, that you would do uh, what's right from your perspective, that you would direct the path, that you would lead, and that you would use this opportunity as a great moment for growth and faith in you, that uh, Xavier would trust you and that his parents would trust you, uh, and that, Lord, your name would be made great through this uh, through this family. So, God, would you do the work that only you can? Would you move and show yourself strong on their behalf? We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, my name is Cody King, and I'm uh, taking your calls and your prayer requests here on Calvary Live. You can give me a call at 303-690-3000 or send in a text message at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line one and Phil in Denver. Phil, you're on Calvary Live. Uh, Hi. Um, I have a question... um about kind of the problem of evil, you know, that uh, people would say, well, why does God allow all this 
uh, evil in the world. Okay. And um, I kind of been thinking through it, and I wanted to get your thoughts on on this. Sure. Um, yeah. And and I was kind of thinking uh, about that. You know, it's really you know if we go back to the Garden of Eden, it's really Adam and Eve and all of us that have created evil, and so you, we could really maybe respond to that person by saying, you know. Why have why have we allowed all of this evil in the world? Because okay. those sins led to, you know, the curse of, you know, uh, from their sin, and then each one of our sins throughout human history has consequences that that perpetuates more and more evil in the world. And so, it's I would I was I was wondering what you would think about that as far as saying that. Why have we allowed so much? Because we were stewards of the garden and we're stewards of the world, and that we have really put ourselves in the situation that we're in, and we've really perpetuated all the evil that we see in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that that's a, a, a really a good place to go with this because, you know, when we're trying to talk about the problem of evil, that's that's really what it all comes down to. No matter what it is, uh, whether it's some sort of injustice or something that seems arbitrary or even something that I know that I deserve <clears throat> it, all the, all of the pain and the hardship and the difficulty of it, it really all goes back to that one, that one moment, that one spot in, in the garden of Eden. Um, and I think that when, as you're talking, one of the things that I think we need to expand on with that and extrapolate in that is that when people ask this question, Typically, what they're asking is, why do bad things happen to good people? You know, it's it's kind of like, you know, people don't really have a problem with bad things happening to bad people. It's almost like, yeah, you got what you deserved. Um, but when bad things happen to good people or even, you know, bad things happening to innocent people, what do we do about that? Um, and I think that when we're considering that thought, what we do is we create a non-real reality and then we judge God as bad as a result of that non-reality. And here's what I mean by that. When we say that why do bad things happen to good people, we create this non-real reality in which good people exist. That's actually the opposite of what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches that none of us are good. There's not a single person who's good. And the only way that we are transformed from darkness to light, from evil to uh, holy, from dead to alive, is by the blood of Jesus. And, and so, you know, when we consider this thought, really what at the heart of this thought is, it's really a question that's centered around the idea of, of what I deserve. And, you know, the truth is that most people, they think they deserve good things. And when good things don't happen, then the issue becomes, then God must be bad because I'm entitled to good and God's not giving me the good that I deserve. Therefore, God must be bad. Or if he's not bad, he's just indifferent. He just doesn't really care. He's disconnected. And both of those are improper views of who God is. So I think that's part of the question as well, is to go into that sort of a direction. Yeah, I guess it's kind of the uh, thought of, well, God endowed us with freedom to choose either to follow him or not. Yeah. And and he's not going to force us to uh to follow him and do and do good. He allows us to perpetrate evil if we are wanting to rebel against him. Absolutely. I think as well, you know, just when we're talking about stuff that's bad, that's you know, maybe it's not quite evil, but I don't like it, you know. 
Uh, there's things that I know that I look about look at in my life that are things that I would never have chosen. Uh, I would never have gone into uh, on purpose, and yet God has used those so powerfully in my life to bring maturity and purity and freedom in ways I never would have experienced had I not gone through the hardship. Uh, even my salvation. I think that most people, when they tell their story of of be- getting saved and Jesus redeeming them, most people tell the story in such a way that my life was on a you know in a downward spiral and He rescued me. Uh, and so he even uses that hardship in order to get you to the end of yourself. All right. Well, well thank you. For, Absolutely. For all that. Yeah. yeah, thanks for calling in, Phil. God bless you. God bless you. Hey, you're listening to Calvary Live. My name is Cody King uh, here in studio, taking your calls, answering your questions and uh, your prayer requests. Uh, let's go to the text line and... Uh, We got a question here from uh, someone saying this. I was reading in Genesis, and I've never noticed this before. It says that the garden had the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. I didn't realize there were two trees. What is this tree of life, and what's the difference? That's a really, really great question. So when we look at this in Genesis, this is all the way back in Genesis uh, chapter 2. So let me turn there real quick, and I'll read part of this for you. Genesis chapter 2. We read here uh, in uh, verse 16, it says, uh, well, 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 we'll back up. It says, verse 15, Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to tend and keep it. So this is after everything's been created, after uh, Adam has been created, but Eve has not been created yet. And he puts Adam in the garden, and it says in verse 16, And the Lord commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil... You shall not eat, for in the day you eat it, you shall surely uh, die. And so here, what we what we see happening here is that in verse 17, there are uh, two, uh, let's see, oh, actually, um, let's see, ten and keep it, so the tree of the, of the garden, good and evil, um, I don't know, it's, I'm missing it here, uh, but essentially there's also the tree of life that is that is there. Um, and so, um, as we look at this, there's the tree of life and there's also the tree of the guard uh, of the knowledge of good and evil. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil is the one that is sinful. The tree of life is the one that gives us life. And actually that tree shows up in revelation, uh, which gives us eternal life with the Lord. Hey, it's been a pleasure to be with you today on Calvary live until next time. May you grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and savior, Jesus Christ. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.